Hi, everybody. Welcome to It's in the Book. I'm your host, Kelly, and I am so glad that you are joining me today. Tremendous thanks because. I know that you could be listening to any other podcast, you could be doing anything else, but you are here seeking revelation, confirmation, and affirmation from the word of God through It's in the Book. So thank you. I cannot wait to share with you what God has for you today. Oh, guess what, y'all? We did it. 40 days of focus, folks. We did it. We have hit the mark. We were focused. We didn't entertain anything that didn't glorify God. We are coming out on the other side of this thing, transformed, renewed. We've got clarity and we are walking closer with the Lord than ever before. I hope that y'all are feeling like I'm feeling because I'm feeling changed. I'm feeling changed. I'm feeling like God has done some incredible things in me. I'm feeling like I can see more clearly. I can hear more clearly. I'm getting, uh, you know, I've got a sharper sixth sense, (laughs) so to speak. I'm feeling like I'm walking closer with the Holy Spirit. And my discernment has sharpened a lot, a lot. I am discerning certain things that are, um, that aren't good for me and things that are, you know, so I I'm feeling so good after 40 days of focus and it's in, what's interesting about it is because it was not a fast, there's nothing that I really need to go back to. Like everything that I refrained from were all things that were standing between me and the clarity that I needed to receive from above. And so I don't really feel the urge or the need to go and run back to any of that stuff. I just feel like a new person. I hope you're feeling like a new person too. I really, really hope you are. Um, Yeah, let's get into this content. I'm feeling good today, y'all. I'm feeling super duper good. Let's get into this content. The scripture reading for today is coming from 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 13 and 14. I am reading from the New King James. And it reads as follows. And who is he who will harm you if you become followers of what is good? But even if you should suffer for righteousness sake, you are blessed and do not be afraid of their threats, nor be troubled. I want to tag a title to today's episode, and that title is Casualties of War. Spirit of the living God, can we just say thank you? God, we just thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for this platform. God, we thank you for the hearts of the people who are listening. God, we thank you for the desire that they have to hear from you. God, their thirst for revelation, confirmation, and affirmation from your word. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for yet another episode of It's in the Book. We thank you for a fresh anointing. We thank you for new wine. We thank you for the gifts that you've put in each and every one of us to reach, to teach, and to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, this has been a pretty tough week. I want to be... I always want to be very transparent with you all and share with you um, how I'm doing life and how the Lord is showing up 
and how I am uh, really just managing life or navigating life through faith is what I should say, not managing. Um, for maybe the past two months, the Lord had been telling me that some of the people that were in my life, I needed to let go of. And there was never really an indication of why. It was almost like an Abraham and Isaac situation, like just, I need you to go and sacrifice this thing that you love for me. And there was really no explanation about why. It was just, you have to let that go. And I didn't understand because I couldn't figure out why. And I'm a why person, like I I, I do sometimes. And, and you know, those of you who have been walking with the Lord a long time, you, you, you'll figure out that the Lord ain't always gonna tell you why, right? Like this is what happened with Job. The Lord allowed the enemy to attack Job in the worst ways imaginable. And in the end, God simply restored everything Job lost, but he never explained why he let him suffer so much. And so I struggle sometimes to be comfortable without why. I, I sometimes I convince myself that I need a why. I don't need a why. I know I don't need a why, but my flesh desires a why. And so I delayed in my obedience in letting go of a particular person. But the voice got louder. The voice to, you know, that that call, that prompt, it got louder. And at some point i had two dreams normally when i have a dream it's just a dream but when the lord gives me two dreams i stand on this scripture there's this moment in scripture when joseph is brought out of prison to interpret two dreams that pharaoh has had now this is following joseph having two of his own dreams and the dreams are not the same exact dream, but they're very similar. And the point of both dreams is the same with Joseph and Pharaoh. And Joseph says to Pharaoh, the reason that God has shown you this twice is because he's decided firmly on the matter and he's going to do it and he's going to do it soon. So I knew once I had these two dreams that it was time to let go. And I couldn't quite figure out the right way to do it. You know, I, I called, couldn't get through, um, was kind of like sending texts that weren't necessarily, you know, like, hey, let's have a conversation. But, you know, just, I guess, trying to see if this person would respond to my texts. And um, God and his sovereignty kept that communication from kept us from connecting so that I wouldn't be able to, and I believe this with all my heart, that if 
I had been able to connect with that person ahead of letting go, that I would have been convinced not to. I would have been able to deny the voice of the Lord. I would have been able to deny what God was calling me to do, or I would have been able to do it my way, you know, or convince myself like, oh, I'm going to do this my way and it's still going to work out. On the other end of letting go, there is significant pain, significant pain. It was difficult and both of us left hurt, but ultimately I could see the warfare that was coming for me. And after letting go, I understood that that person may not be ready to face the warfare that was coming in my direction. And immediately, you know, as, as I was praying about it afterwards, because I was really just kind of like, well, wait a minute, Lord, now <laughs> we got to back up because this is the thing you told me to do. And now both of us are hurt. Both of us are leaving brokenhearted. And he reminded me of, <clears throat> excuse me, his wisdom and his omniscience at this moment in scripture when the Israelites are leaving Egypt. And, and, and you know, I'm just going to share the scripture with you. It's Exodus 13, verse 17. God's, uh, the word says, well, then it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go, that God did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, lest perhaps the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. When the Lord reminded me of that moment, I realized that my friendship with this person seemed like the easiest thing. It seemed like staying in the relationship was going to feel better. It was a place of comfort. But if my friend sees the war that I see, it might compromise their faith and they might return to Egypt. No king goes to war without considering his preparedness. Luke chapter 14, Luke chapter 14, Luke chapter 14, 31 says, what king going to war against another king does not sit down first and consider whether he is able with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20,000 or else while the other is still a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks conditions of peace. So likewise, whoever of you does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple. When I knew it was time to let go and I was fighting against the desire to hold on, I had to consider the cost of holding on. When we are disobedient in letting go, God will take it away or he will remove his grace from it. Sometimes we 
don't really truly understand what it costs someone else to hold on to them. The risk of obedience, it far outweighs the illusion of the benefits we get from disobedience. And I would have rather taken the risk of being hurt for being obedient than to think or to suppose there is some benefit to being disobedient to God, but holding on to this relationship. Sometimes we do a thing or we live a certain way for so long, we don't see that it isn't good for us. And it may not necessarily be bad, but it can delay or even stunt our growth. It's not necessarily bad, but it can hold us back. It feels good to hold on to this thing. It's a thing that we know. It's a thing that we love. It's a thing that we believe we can trust, but then we have to let it go. Can I give you an example? Y'all remember catching lightning bugs? Maybe you guys didn't do it. Um, and maybe where you're from, they're called fireflies. But when I was a kid, I loved catching lightning bugs. And I was always, and I still am to this day, very fascinated by uh, creatures that glow. <laughs> so lightning bugs were a really big deal to me. And I really loved the summertime because, or summer nights. I still enjoy summer nights, but when I was a kid, I enjoyed them because of the lightning bugs. I could get a jar. It was usually like an old jelly jar and I would catch the lightning bugs in the jar. And you know, the first time I caught lightning bugs in a jar, sealed it up tight because I didn't want them to get away and they died. They suffocated because I forgot to put holes in the jar. Well, I didn't forget. I just didn't know anything about that. Once I learned that you know you got to put holes in the jar so that they can actually have oxygen then i would catch fireflies put a hole put holes in the lid of the jar so that the fireflies could live a little longer but they were always just living a little longer it was never god's intention that these things live in a jar as much as i wanted to enjoy their glow I had to let them go. I could maybe keep them for a couple of hours so that I could enjoy the glow, but they were never going to live the life God intended for them to live if I kept them in that jar. Even with those holes in the lid, eventually they would suffocate. So when it comes to letting go, we have to consider that holding on might be hurting, suffocating, killing the very thing we love so much. As crazy as this might sound, bear with me. I believe that my faith was a crutch for my friend. And it was keeping my friend's faith from growing. It was keeping my friend from developing 
their own faith. And there's nothing wrong with being an intercessor, but there is something wrong with being a crutch and handicapping the faith of other people. Sometimes people have to work out their own salvation with fear and trembling. I recognize now, I did not recognize this at the moment of letting go, but after the Lord gave me this understanding that my friend could not have their own faith because of my faith, that my faith was getting in the way. Letting go was so hard. It was extremely difficult. I'm still sore, but I've counted the cost. And I would have much rather our friendship be a casualty of war than my friend's faith. What was most important to me was that I see this person in glory. And I want y'all to know something. I believe that Jesus is coming back. I believe he's coming back and I believe he's coming back soon. And your salvation is my priority. If you're listening to this right now and you don't know Jesus, or you do know Jesus and you've drifted away, or your faith is waning because you've been through something really difficult, I need to tell you to turn yourself around and get back to Jesus today. Don't wait another moment. This is the most important decision you will ever make in your life. Don't wait another moment. You don't have any more time. You don't have time to go out and live the life that you want to live unless that life is in constant pursuit of Jesus. You don't have time. We are out of time. I never thought I'd see the day when I would have to release a relationship that I stood on. And it was not as if this person did anything wrong. I didn't feel wronged by this person in any way, but I understood that this person's faith would not survive the warfare I'm about to see. And although it would have been just easier to keep the friendship, that person would have faced war and turned around and returned to Egypt. And I couldn't afford that. So as tough as that decision was, as difficult as it was to make the decision to let go of something that I stood on for so long, I am confident that I did the right thing, that nothing I have had to leave for the sake of the kingdom will not be returned to me. And I, where do I get that? It's in the book. It's in the book. Mark chapter 10, verse 29. Uh, let's start at 28. Then Peter began to say to him, see, we have left all, we have left all 
and followed you. Jesus said to him, assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the age to come eternal life. Jesus says, Kelly, don't worry about it. Friend, don't worry about it. You have lost, you have not given up or left behind anything for my sake that you will not get back a hundredfold in this lifetime and in the age to come. I need to reiterate that the risk of obedience the casualties of war far outweigh the illusion, pay close attention to that word, the illusion of the benefits of disobedience. Because there is, there is not a single benefit to disobedience. There are none. There are no benefits to disobedience. You only perceive that there are but that is the trick of the enemy. It's a counterfeit. Anyway, that is it for today's episode. Can we pray? I feel like I need to pray. Let's pray, y'all. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just thank you for your word today, God. We thank you for revelation, confirmation, and affirmation. God, we thank you that you speak to us. We thank you for relationship. We thank you, God, for every listening ear today, oh God. We thank you for every receptive heart today, oh God. And we thank you that your word goes forth to do what it was set out to do, God, and that is to draw your children closer to you. Lord, be a hedge of protection around every listener, God, and bless them with an abundance of the intangible. Love, joy, and above all, peace. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope that this blessed you. You know, um, the Lord takes me through things every week, and I've found that the people around me seem to be learning from the experiences that I'm having. And I believe that that's what life is about, right? Like it doesn't make any sense for the people around you to be going through something and then you not learn from that so that you don't have to make the same mistakes. So the mistake I made was probably in delaying the letting go. Um, I think maybe if I'd done things differently, maybe it wouldn't sting so bad but I would have seen this pain either way. And I'm just grateful to God that the pain that I feel right now cannot compare to the joy I will feel in knowing that my, in in knowing that I'll see my friend in glory. So 
All right, y'all. I got to go. You got to go. I hope you have an incredibly amazing day. I thank you again tremendously from the bottom of my heart for tuning in. I know that you could be listening to anything else. You could be listening to anyone else, but you spend your time here looking for revelation, confirmation, and affirmation from the Lord. So thank you so much again for tuning into It's in the Book. Have a wonderful day. Bye.